What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. everybody. Welcome to another Productivity Lovers podcast. I'm Chris Graw. And I'm Deb Lee. And here's our clapper. <laughs> and here's our clapper. I love that clapper. Okay. For those people that don't get to use the clapper regularly, I highly recommend you just get one just for the heck of it. Just go around the house clapping. We like end a scene, beginning a scene. It just brings so much joy to my heart. I love how it's the little things that bring the joy. <laughs> Honestly, it's like some days it feels like all you got is the little things. Who knew a clapper would bring the joy? But it does. Yeah. So how are you? I am well, and I am in pink today. So I'm super well. Pink is not usually my color, but today it is. And it puts me in a good mood. So I'm good. You look like you're in a good mood. I am smiling a lot today. It helps to smile. Even when you don't feel like smiling, because it brings the feelings with the smile. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it, it works for me. It's not weird at all. It's a, like there's a whole psychology behind it. Like whenever you are feeling angry, just smile. <laughs> it might be a tight smile. Yeah, <laughs> but up a little bit. It just like you can't be angry when you're smiling, right? No, like no. it's like a weird uh, it's a thing. Not that long ago, I told one of the girls that she was like screaming and I was like, there's a whole story behind the screaming thing. But I was just like, if you're going to scream, then you have to scream nice things. (laughs) Have you ever tried that? Like, it's like, I love it. When you're trying to be angry and you're trying to scream love things, like the only thing that comes out is laughter. So (laughs) did it work? It did work for her. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it felt liberating. It it was funny for me to watch it. So it was just, you know, it was like, sometimes I do my own experiment around the house. It must be fun to live with you. You sound really, really interesting at home. I think sometimes when I like, when I'm not like super stressed, yeah, but I think you're a really fun person. I would agree with that. I know the fun side and the sparkly shoes, right? Yes. You know my fun side. I mean, you have spent enough time with me over the years that (laughs) I like to believe that I'm a funny person. So (laughs) that's all that matters. Well, you were funny and intuitive, which is one of the reasons, two of the reasons why I like you. So yes, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And you, and you put up with my type A, you know, self. I love your type A. I think it's my favorite thing about you. Really now? Okay. (laughs) Well, good. I don't know. I don't know if the husband feels that way, but all right. (laughs) I think he's still married to you. Good point. Good point. <laughs> and all I know about him is that he really, 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 really likes you. Well, liking is pretty important. Loving, I feel like sometimes we, we go to loving very quickly, but it's the liking part and sustaining that that can be tricky. So it's very true. Yes. Like we can have a whole marriage conversation, but that's not what we're here for. No, not today. Today. What are we doing today? Well, that, is, that would be a good topic. Productivity and marriage. Oh my. In my former organizing days, I used to dread working with couples at the Mm. same time. Yeah, yeah. That's like like in the same room. They should call that marriage therapy, not organizing. That is tough. 
But in productivity, you typically don't get a spouse in the productivity coaching realm. So nope. no problems there. No problems there. So what were we talking about today? All right. So we we had three topics that we sort of got into behind. I know we were like really excited to get on the podcast. We were. I forget which one we said we would start with first. Whatever one you want. Oh, I think we were we were talking about productive does not mean perfect. That's right. Yes. Productive does not mean perfect because as you and I both know, because we are the productivity lovers, people often think that we are just good at it all the time, firing in all cylinders, making it work, never missing an appointment, always on time, checklists and to-do lists and planners are our lives and we just have it together. And that sounds like a nice movie. I, I know. You know what? Actually, I was thinking the other day, I was just like, wouldn't it be cool if like we lived in a Disney movie all the time and we we're always the hero? <laughs> I love that. Like, because you get you to know be the hero of your story all the time and everything, like in every part of it, you're just always right. You are That's never true. wrong. You never well, make mistakes. The hero sometimes makes mistakes. No, no, no. I want, I want it to be like one complete day when I live in a Disney perfect movie where like <laughs> everything is beautiful and perfect. The truth is that like even in the Disney movies, there are still like wonky parts. There are still wonky parts. As we're talking about movies, it made me think about the people that are often the type A people. They always make them the, the bad guys. There's like some movie where the, the husband is, I forget who it is. I think Julia Roberts, maybe. Her husband goes kind of off the deep end. He wants all the bottles. Sleeping with the enemy? That one. He's so funny. He kind of of physically abuses her because of his obsessive compulsiveness. Yes, but just because we like bottles straight and lined up doesn't mean that we are crazy. (laughs) I mean, he took it to another level. So maybe maybe not the best of examples. I just feel like whenever they make someone a little type A, and perhaps I have a chip on my shoulder about this. Whenever they make someone a little type A in a movie, non-Disney movie, they make them a little off the deep end. They do make them extreme. Yes. I I feel like that's a little unfair to people like myself. Yeah. Like things orderly. Mm -hmm. So, but we segue, we digress. We digress. (laughs) We digress. digress. So I think what we're going to say here on this, like before we diverge back to where we supposed to be, (laughs) is that like, (laughs) be kind to the Taipei people in our lives. They have good intentions. They do. And I speak personally from that space of mm-hmm. good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have my, I have my quirks, quite yeah. a few of them, but I think what made me think about this topic was I was working with a client a few days ago and I'm going to call her Carol. Okay. Hey, Carol. Not her real name, protecting the, that's right. I like it. The witness. <laughs> the um, witness. <laughs> So Carol is actually a fairly organized person. You know, like sometimes you go into people's homes and you're like, why am I here? Like, this is going to be a long day. Why are we here? (laughs) And everything about Mary just said like, you know, like I'm living a good life and everything seems to be okay. Okay. And there were a lot of things that were labeled and there were a lot of things that were fairly organized. But as I started working with her, she had worked with an organizer before. So I am like the second person on this, on this journey with her. Well, the reason why she liked us is because we have teams. So she felt like I can get this on the off faster than like one appointment at a time. Okay. 
So, but Carol was at times like I could hear in her voice, like, you know, I would say things like, could we just get a basket to put it over here? And she'd be like, oh no, I have to find the perfect basket and the basket must Uh have wiggles and it must match and it must like, it must be squared and it must be you know, two and a half feet tall. It can't have wings. And, okay. I, was, and I was like, wow. As I heard okay. her say that multiple times about different things, I could hear how like perfectionism got so in the way of like getting anything done that she eventually had to hire somebody to come and help her. Yeah. And I was thinking of all the ways that I see that, how it deters people from being productive, right? Whenever okay. we go... Whenever we decide we're going to do something. And to me, I feel like procrastination has like multiple avenues. Yes. And the the perfectionism angle definitely feeds into that. It does. road from perfectionism straight into procrastination. Like it's not perfect. It's not ready. Do you see it as road too? Tell me where you think before I tell you. I do see it there. I absolutely agree with you there. I think sometimes... The perfectionism and maybe a little bit of fear. Fear, yes. Right, those two together, like it's not going to be good enough. I need to turn it into someone who won't like it because it's not perfect. It's not just right. Oh my goodness, what are they going to think? So I think it's it's not 100% right. And I'm fearful that someone is going to judge me. Mm. And those two things kind of converge into, we'll do it later. Yeah. Or never. Yeah. (laughs) Or next week. Until the deadline comes and you're like, okay, you know, got to get to it. So well, what happens when you don't have a deadline? What happened is like aspirational. Mm-hmm. It drags on forever and ever till the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I feel like procrastination has a couple of like roads. Like one is if it's not perfect because yep. I don't have all of the tools and all of the things and the sun is not shining correctly, then I won't start at all. Yep. Which was Carol's problem. She was like, okay. I don't have the right basket. I can't find the right basket. The right basket doesn't exist. And I'm like, well, how about this basket is good enough. Yep. She's like, Oh no, it's not perfect. So therefore, but what's interesting was that it was better for the stuff to be all over the floor than but to not, not be not in a, a crappy basket. It wasn't perfect. Right? Okay. I was like, help me understand that because I'm having a hard time. Well, she's thinking about it differently than you are, obviously. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I do think. Help me understand. Help everybody understand because I think this is critical because we all do this. Well, so when I am helping someone to get their workspace organized so that productivity can happen on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I tell them that they should put things that are meaningful to them on their prime real estate, their desk, right? Mm -hmm. And that they should use things that are beautiful, interesting to them. So if it's a planner that has flowers or, you know, flowers that you need to have on your desk or whatever that is, whatever it is that you're using, whatever tools are using, you're using, they have to look good to you. Uh-huh. Or else yeah. it's not going to work. Aesthetics is important, especially oh, for us ladies. And all I think lots of us have it and we don't realize that. I think what happened with your friend, your client, Carol, is that she is stuck in that it's not right. I mm-hmm. like it, but I don't like it. It's not 100%. I don't need it to be 100%. I just need it to be good enough for you to use it and to use it with regularity. Yeah. Right? And to build a habit around it. So I think Carol has 
Carol has a point that it has to look good and feel good. She just has to get to a place that's okay. I can't stay stuck here. I need to move forward. My, my next foot has to move forward. And so I don't want to say Carol is wrong. Just, she just needs to get unstuck a little. No, I, and I, yeah. and I love Carol. She, and I, yeah. time I was like, we made a lot of progress, but then we would yeah. get to these forks where it would be like, yeah, the basket is not perfect. Then we can't do it all. And then to me, it was just like this, you know, it's against my religion. <laughs> I was like, we're just going to leave this stuff on the floor just like that. No, no it was oh, like, gosh. it was like they were unsupervised. <laughs> unsupervised stuff all over the floor. Cannot have yeah, that. I had a real hard time, but I understood that she, it, it yeah. felt better for her to have it unsupervised on the floor yes. than for it to be in the wrong container. And I was yeah. like, I have compassion for you because I understand it in the reverse, right? Where I would literally just tuck it into like an ugly plastic bin just to have it boundaries. Yeah. Have it, have it was like, no, that doesn't work for me. And I'll wait. So, well, we have, I have worked with clients who, who don't move forward because they can't find the right tech tool. Yeah. They, they have something that could work. It's not perfect. And of course, no tech tool does everything you want it to do. Nope. But they haven't found it, whatever it's it just is. Because it doesn't exist. It does not. So you have to kind of build it with maybe two or three tech tools. Right. Right. And they don't want to do that. And you're looking for the Holy Grail. And so as you're looking for the Holy Grail, which is hard to find, you don't get done what you need to get done. Yeah. So it happens on with the physical stuff, but also with the, you know, the sort of mental load and the productivity workflow stuff as well. So we have to figure out, you know, does it have to be really perfect or could it be good enough until we achieve better? Yeah. Next go around. Right. Better so, looks like. so that leads me to road number two of road procrastination. Two. Yep. Road number two is like too many options, especially oh, when it comes to like yes. technology. Like sometimes I work with my clients that have ADHD and I, and they were like, I got this system and it does this. And then I have this system and then I have this system. And then yeah. I, like, by the time they walk me through all of the systems, I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted just listening to your system. Never mind. Yeah. Right. Cause it's yeah. like, then here's the, is the, you know, the physical space. It's like when you work with people and they have, a bin for everything. And there's yeah. only a couple of things in there. And I'm like, why aren't we combining things together? Yeah. So they are commingling. Sometimes we don't like to commingle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I sometimes get trapped by that. So I'm going to raise the hand and say, <laughs> I know I was, uh, I was expecting yeah. you to raise your hand. <laughs> I sometimes do not wish for things to live in the same bin. Yeah. Because yeah. They are separate in my brain. They are separate. And then I talk myself through it and I say, well, you can have two bins that don't fit well on the shelf, or you can have one bin and maybe you can get creative and separate them somehow in a different way. Yeah. Internal containers. That's what they call that. <laughs> get a container for the container. Get a container. Yeah. They nest in, inside of each other or you just throw them in the same bin. But it works. Yeah. And you cover the bin and then you walk away and it's okay. But there's a lot of talking through self-talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But honestly, sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes they're going to touch and it's going to, it's just going to be commingly and it's going to be messy. I do think the, you know, the villain of, of like productivity 
can be commingling. Commingling is like feels like a bad thing for people all the time. And I'm like, am I using that word correctly? Because it just means combining things into the same. It does, but sometimes we're putting things that we perceive as unrelated mm. together. Yeah. And I like similar things together, not unrelated things. So sometimes I have to figure out how they are connected in my brain. Like, okay, if I were to look for these things, would I look for them together like this? And if the answer is probably, if I get probably, not not even a definite yes, but a probably, then I can put them together. Yeah. You're probably the person that in your pantry, yes, the pasta has to live in the same shelf as the tomato sauce. It does make sense, does it not? They go together. (laughs) I wonder, that is a question I ask myself all the time. I know it seems crazy, but like, does your pasta live on the same shelf as your tomato sauce? People, please let us know because I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, like things go together. Like things go together. So it it would make sense to me. But if you're short on space and you cannot get them on the same shelf, then as close as you can possibly get them together is what I would suggest. You know, this was a very like hearted conversation and maybe yeah. lasted like three or five minutes. But just imagine if you were doing that about everything in your house, right? Like procrastination would be the name of this game. And you, yeah. if you couldn't come up with an agreement with your brain and with yourself and with your bins, <laughs> things might be all unsupervised on the floor again. Perhaps, perhaps. But so I think part of the per- the road to procrastination there is when we have too many obstacles in our way, it stops us. And I think that's where that fear comes back in. It's the the fear of the commingling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the like things are not together or I'm going to be judged or whatever that is. And we just put it off. The project is too big. It's, mm-hmm. I don't have all the information. I don't have all the tools. I'm not sure. I've got to depend on someone else. We, All of those things might be true, but it still stops us from doing even just one little thing. Yeah, yeah. No, and that is road number three, right? It's yeah. fear. Yeah. Fear of huge. making the wrong choice. Yes. Yes. Which then leads to a lot of headspace. And delay and angst about, you know, what do you do now? And the more you put it off, the longer it takes for you to get it done. When if you just start, a lot of times when you just start, you find it's not as hard as it might seem. And sometimes it really is hard. You're like, damn, this is hard. I'm going to call Chris. Solution, right? Or somebody call else. somebody. Yeah. You call somebody. Or right? your best friend if you have to. Yes, you call someone and you say, all right, I, d- I waited this long. I need you to come over here, call me, walk me through it, you know, body double. People, do people do that anymore? Body double? Yeah, I think it's like body doubling is the essence of somebody just being in your space while you're doing something. Yeah. Well, we do it with the, what do we call action day? What do we call it? Accountability days. Mm -hmm. Right. So that might be in in COVID times. We do it via Zoom, right? But there were times when we get together in a co-working space and we're all sort of together doing that or organizing when you go into someone's home or office and you're actively working through stuff with them. So I think partly it's understanding where the procrastination and the perfectionism sort of tie in for you. I know myself very much and the commingling would make it harder. So I have to make that easier for me. But knowing, I think, where that shortcoming is, I don't even want to say shortcoming because it's just 
it's just the way it is. You can't change how you think about the thing, or maybe you can, maybe you can say, Hey, do you feel like you're getting in your head right now? Right. (laughs) Like I know how I am. So let me make it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. And so understanding which road you're on, sometimes you're on all the roads. Yeah, sometimes you're on the road. So I don't, I mean, my procrastination comes from just lack of time, you know. Is it only that? I think the majority of the time, because I don't really like fear, lack of time and fear. Mm. And then like, I'm okay with like good enough bins or good enough, I with the good enough container, I don't like, I don't. Um, I think so. If I had to say my third one would be overwhelm too many, the too Too many many options really gets to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I would say lack of time. I feel like we can make our time. I think if it's important to us, we find a way to put in five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, we piece it together. So I don't know. There are only so many minutes you have. You can still advance it. Like, oh, you know what? Like, maybe that's maybe. another road is like not having enough time to do it from A through Z. Yeah, just take, just go from A to B or A to A point one. <laughs> a to eight, like doesn't have to go very far. Like You don't have to go very far. I've been but, trying to read this book for like months and and then I decided the other day, I was just like, I don't have time to just sit and read like I used to anymore. I'm just going to read two pages. I love it. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. And then yesterday I only had time to read one page and then I felt like I was reading the same paragraph again, but I was like, but I was like, you know what, after I finished reading it, I was like, it gave me time to think about the paragraph I read instead of like when I read book from cover to cover without really giving it a whole lot of thought that I didn't get a lot of the details because I was kind of speed reading. Well, I love that. I think, was it James Clear that talked about this? He said, you know, if you, if you have a goal of reading a book or 10 books a year or 50 books, start with a page. With one page. Yeah. Start with the page, right? It gets your foot in the door, gets the momentum and those juices flowing and moving you forward. And it's, it's easy. Everybody has enough time to read one page. How much, how many words are on a page? A lot, depending on how big the book is. Okay. All right. I this particular book has big print, not enormous print, but it's biggish. big-ish. I feel like they're printing books with bigger font to nowadays. Or is it just that your eyes need those font, need a bigger font? <laughs> I think my eyes are getting to be close to 50. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Big, all right. Big print. So, all right. As we wrap up, what do you, what are some of your like really go-to strategies if people are stuck in any of these roads? I think the moral of the story is... Yes. Start start where you are with what you have and start small mm. because when it's overwhelming and everything feels like it's too much, too hard, not good enough or all of those things, just one small step, one small, I feel like a broken record. I feel like I say that all the time, but I truly believe that. And I do it for myself yeah. because I too get stuck and I too get overwhelmed and all of those things that we talked about today. I would say start small, start where you are. So accept where you are, call a friend if you need to, but accept where you are and one foot in front of the other. So start small. I think the moral of my story for me when I'm stuck in procrastination in any of those roads is to have a a loud, honest conversation with myself about what's happening. So I agree is like having awareness of where you are and what, why you're there definitely is a good way. I like starting small because I think when I see people procrastinating and I'm procrastinating myself, it's because the project is too big. Yeah. 
even though we want it all done, I just try to break it down. Like, what can I do in this moment that will make me happy? Then I definitely definitely call a friend. Yeah. I mean, I, I have called you on a few occasions when I'm feeling like, okay, this feels a little, eh. but it helps when you're calling someone who you also feel is not going to be judging you for the space that you're in. Yeah. Right. So when you're going to phone the friend, phone the right friend, <laughs> right? phone the right friend who will understand, but also say, okay, get off your duff and do this thing. You need to get on with it. So the friend who's not going to coddle you all the time, but also, but still be understanding. That's the friend. Mm, yes. And, and you can always tag us on Instagram telling us what are you doing? What road you're on? What do you need help <laughs> with? And we would, you know, we'll love to like give you a high five and kind of support you on your, yeah, absolutely. on your getting unstuck. Yeah. And I just want to say a big shout out to Carol. Who started? We started her with her at the top of this conversation. I'm sure it's hard. I, I empathize with Carolyn and the pretty pin. <laughs> I have to say that I am really lucky to just get to enter people's homes the way I do. But sometimes it it takes a lot of courage, and I have to say that Carol is pretty brave. She's yeah. pretty brave because she has a lot of self awareness. Right. Of where her perfectionism gets into procrastination. And so we have been able to have some conversations about that, that I feel might be really helpful for both of us, because you know what? I do have my type eightness in like in other things besides what, (laughs) besides stuff, (laughs) my, my type eightness and the eightness does not get into like, well, I shouldn't say that because my family would be like, nope, that's not true. And like, well, Carol, like, wherever you are, calling, calling the cattle black. Well, I hope that wherever Carol is, that she is having a happy moment, knowing that she can go out and get a pretty container later. Start with the ugly container now and get a pretty one after. It's okay. We're working our way there. So it's always really nice to see you. And I hope that that's helpful to someone out there. If you're stuck in any of those procrastination roads, we support you in any way you want to start. Yes. And we hope that you'll join us back here at the Productivity Lovers podcast. Of course, you can find us everywhere on social media and at productivitylovers.com. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.